Hey, this is Mark at Astronomicon 2021. I'm here with legendary screen actor Michael Berryman. How you doing, sir? Doing very well. It's a Saturday. It's nice to see the families and fans coming out after a year of uh, not doing anything. It's good to be here. How come you're not here? Tell, tell me, uh, when you first started out acting, did you ever think your career would be go this long and be able to go to places like this and talk to your fans? No, I was actually going to Homestead in Alaska and I got sidetracked when I met a gentleman by the name of George Powell and he said, uh, would you please be in my movie? And I said, why? And he said, well, I, I can pay you $400. I go, oh, okay. And I did and it was fun. We worked with Ron Ely, uh, Doc Savage, the Man of Bronze. I figured, well, that was the fastest movie career on, on the planet. Ironically, his casting director, whom I had never met, saw a picture of me doing Doc Savage, and they figured that if I had some lobotomy scars, I could play in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So they called, called me up. I didn't have an agent. I wound up working on uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and that was movie number two. What was that experience like working with Jack and Milos? 127 days, six days a week, 12-hour days, two weeks of rehearsals, uh, spending an hour a day with real patients. Uh, getting to understand what it's like, how our uh, people that are in mental hospitals are taken care of and or not. Um, the, the film has a lot of humanity and uh, important messages and it was just an honor to work with such fine people. One of my favorite all-time films. Now, How did Wes Craven discover you? Well, at that after I had done Cuckoo's Nest, uh, my face was in the Book of Faces, uh, which is a directory for actors that are in the Screen Actors Guild. And um, he figured I looked like a mutant so I could play a cannibal. And uh, they contacted my agent and said, let's have a meeting. And I met Peter Locke and Wes Craven and Barry Kahn. And we went out and shot in Super 16 out in the middle of the desert and just did guerrilla filmmaking. We had no extra sets or anything, so we had to just do everything right. And I wound up making friends for life with uh, Susan Lanier Bramlett and Dee Wallace and uh, Jimmy Whitworth and uh, Wes. I miss you, brother. Um, turned out to be uh, a cult classic, if you can imagine that. <laughs> so what was some of the best experiences? Can you relay some of that like in your career? <clears throat> Me meeting people like Paul Newman when um, I was working on a Piazzadora movie, I met Paul Newman. I got to work with Brandon Lee. Um, for me, the important thing about being famous or being an actor or an icon after 40-something years is my ability to play the role, do the job, but more importantly um, is to work with the uh, charitable organizations that various people uh, um, facilitate. For instance, when I met Paul Newman, he introduced me to the Bogey Creek Gang, which is an organization that finds parents with children in need that have facial cranial anomalies, uh, like, the, like the Shriners and other uh, philanthropic groups. They actually make sure that that which is not provided by society and or governments, and uh, that the uh, children will have their needs met and there are no charges to the parents to have their children taken care of with their medical conditions. For me, the only reason to be famous or have any kind of sway in that realm, since I'm not a millionaire, is to be able to make a difference in the life of children and their future 
And by the way, they are our future. So don't lie to them, tell it to them straight, and uh, be childlike, not ish. Besides your humanitarian efforts, uh, what have you been doing lately and what do you got coming down the pipeline? I have nothing coming down the pipeline. Last year there was something called a pandemic. Uh, COVID has shut down everything in the industry for a year. Um, I know people that have started up that have started up productions and they have been stopped because somebody posted uh, became positive. We're still in the midst of a very imp uh, serious situation globally. And if people would have respect our people that work in the hospitals who have been burning the midnight oil for over a year, they are very tired, very tired. And if you have a situation where you have a broken arm or you're in an accident and you need health care, you might wind up in, in a parking lot because there are certain people that don't believe in science. And I am not very happy about that. And bottom line is I come from a, a family of doctors and, and nurses, five generations. And it's about time people put on their big boy girl in pants and did the right thing. So what I have, what I have going on is to uh, speak honestly to people and uh, help provide a future for our children because they deserve to have a future and they deserve not to be lied to. Um, as far as work, I'm doing the conventions and I have my book. It's called It's All Good. It's at publishers right now being reviewed and on my Facebook page my Facebook page is a picture of weird science and a circle toward the bottom center of one flew over the cuckoo's nest and I will let the whole world know when my life story that starts from Hiroshima ends in Hollywood. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Mike, and uh, I hope you have a good show. Be safe and take care of one another. Again, this is Mark, Time Experience Sci-Fi. Hey, this is Mark at the Astronomicon 2021. I'm here with Dana DiLorenzo. You know her from Ash vs. Evil Dead, amongst many other things. She's an experienced actress. How you doing, honey? I mean, I, that's very kind. That's very kind of you to say. I want to give you props. You said my name right. Very few people do. So you already have gold stars. I am doing, I am doing very well. I'm so happy to, to be here and uh, always great such people and very great such people. That's how, that's where I'm at today. I've been talking nonstop. That's what happens. Um, such great people, and uh, you know, I'm an Ohio girl, so being back here in the Midwest is is it's a joy. It's a special kind of feeling, you know. You know, this is Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell country. I know, and I feel very honored to be back here. I was actually we did uh, we were all together here uh, in Michigan for you. It was U of M. We did a, a thing in the um, in the lecture hall. I got to actually see the room you know that they were like in uh, both of them i think went here for a bit sam and bruce so yeah to be back in the state where it all happened it's it's eerie and magical and all the things that are wonderful i'm just so happy about it can you tell our viewers how did you get cast in ash versus evil dead how'd that all start i answered an ad in craigslist that, that was a joke i did yeah, i answered a for sale they're like for sale the book the book, don't read it, it might attach to your face. Also demon tapes, no. Um, you know, it was, uh, I was working at a bar in um, Beer Belly in, in, in LA, and just as you do with auditions, you get auditions, right? And the typical one, this is what was happening, working like a double that night or like till two in the morning, and this audition comes in that is, I see it's Evil Dead, and I'm like, 
which I was a fan of. And I'm like, I'm never, they're never going to get this. They're going to pick like Jennifer Lawrence or something. And I had to learn like nine pages of dialogue by the next morning. I'm like, I'm never going to. So I knew I wasn't going to get it. So I went in there and I did the audition and got a call back. And the next thing you know, I'm standing with Bruce Campbell, seeing if he's taller than me, which he is. I came up to his hips practically. And Sam Raimi's behind the camera, like what you're doing. And I literally, even still in that moment, was like, you know what? This is never gonna go anywhere from here for me. I'm. This is where I'm sure it's over for me, but I just wanna enjoy this. I get to screen test with Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi's behind the camera. And then when they called and said I got the part, I, I thought it was a joke. I really was thought my, I couldn't believe it of all the, it's been, you know, it was a long struggle for a long time. So if this is what I got to get, man, it was a dream job in every way, being covered in blood and getting to play possessed and working with the great Bruce Campbell and Lucy Lawless and Sam, come on. Sorry, that's a long answer because I really could just go on and on about how grateful I am that I got to be a part what of it. was the best experience you had working with those guys? Oh man, that's a tough question. What was the best experience? You know, I, w <laughs> I would say the, the, the best, when we all worked together is when Sam directed us for that, for that longer first episode, the pilot. Um, what I loved about it as a fan myself is watching Sam torture Bruce Campbell with that little Lori doll that Sam, it ended up being CGI on, uh, in the show, but Sam had it on a stick. And I, I have this picture, we weren't allowed to take them, but I have this picture of him like, it was actually published, you could probably find it. That's how I have the photo, I didn't take it. Okay, move I just don't want them to come and be like, how'd you have that photo? It was taken like on set and some, and it's Sam jamming this doll in Bruce Campbell's face and you you like hiding like and Sam is enjoying it so much and Bruce is like acting in the best way and I think that moment was just for me as a fan like wow I'm getting to watch this and then you know the, that last moment in the trailer when he says groovy I mean I still get chills thinking about it so like I mean uh, honestly that whole thing start to finish I was like how great is this to be here? And then getting to work with Bruce, you know, every episode since that, since then, he's the only man who can deliver a one-liner like nobody else in one take, and he gets it every time. And it's it's it was just a joy to watch. And then I got to work with you know Lee Majors playing his father, the great Lee Majors, and Lucy Lawless, and Ted Raimi. I mean, it was everybody. I mean, I. I Clearly, I had a terrible time. Great Clearly. cast. Clearly, I had a terrible time. I'm so I light up when I talk about it. I had a, the best time. Has there been any talk about any possibility of renewing the show at all? You know what? I I think that that ship is, that sh that ship has sailed because um, I think that's just done now. I only because from what I've heard and what you guys have all heard is that Bruce retired the role of Ash. I think it was one of those like. It was there, it, we didn't go forward, but um, we are doing uh, the Evil Dead video game that we all get to be a part of. So in a way, I just actually recorded the, the Kelly lines and I gotta say, in a way it was just uh, exciting to be back in that moment and back in that character. But hey, I'll never say never. If, if somebody out there wants to pick up our show, I, for sure Ray and I have been ready. Oh, he's gonna mm -hmm. do it. All right, sign me up. Yeah, I, I love it. I will. Uh, I will always, uh, always be there to be a part of it. Especially with the fans of this franchise have made this just mind-blowingly wonderful. This whole experience on top of it. So, uh, I'd be happy to do it. And so, yeah, anybody out there?
We all would be happy I to mean, do it. I mean, I think so. We all got to get Bruce. I think we all. You guys just had to pester him for 30 years. Yeah. Maybe in another 30 years, That's we can awesome. pester him again and be like, come on. One more, Uncle Brucey. One more. Anyways, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but it was a pleasure speaking with you, Dana. I think I'm taking up too much of your time. I don't know how to give a short answer. This is why I need no, dialogue with it was, you. This was, this was a pleasure. This was a pleasure. But I get really passionate about talking about it. So thank you for the great questions. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for taking the time. And this is Mark with Comic Experience Sci-Fi at Astronomicon with Dana DiLorenzo. Da -na -na. This is The Q from Comics Man Sci-Fi. I'm here with legendary commentator Tony Schiavone. How's it going today? Quentin, what's up, buddy? Good oh, to talk to you, man. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. Okay. So, okay. you've been in wrestling for a very long time. Yes, you've ages. done a, ages. <laughs> you've done a lot of great, you've caught a lot of great matches. Right. I know you probably get asked this a lot, but yeah. do you have a favorite? Yeah. Uh, well, I have a couple of favorites now. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, as for the the modern era mm -hmm. uh, when we were in Chicago right before the pandemic for revolution yep. the young bucks against Omega and hangman for the world match. tag team title was the best tag team match I'd ever called wow. and well, uh, that was a great match great match wonderful match never forget it because you know matches kind of get lost you know I do so many right yeah and they think and then I really got to go back to 1989 was working for Jim Crockett promotions mm -hmm. Started working for the WWE at, or WWF at that time. Now, of course, WWE, and they had me do uh, MS uh, Madison Square Garden Network. Mm -hmm. My first time in the Garden. I did Hulk Hogan and Boss Man in the Cage Ooh. for Madison Square Garden Network, the whole, the whole show. And then I got on an airplane and flew to Boston and did a New England Sports Network at the Boston Garden. Nice. So that was to me the biggest day I've ever had. I mean, here I am, just as uh, this. Uh, guy from Virginia who had done just a handful of wrestling with Jim Crockett Promotions and now I'm working in Madison Square Garden and Boston Garden in the same day. Big Boss Man and Hulk Hogan in the steel cage. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Yeah. So you're with AEW right now yeah. and we're going to spoil it because we know who came back last night. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that and tell us how that's going to change the dynamic yeah. of wrestling. Yes, well, I saw Jim Duggan came back last night as we know. Yes. Okay. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's it's I hope that what it has done is given us a whole new viewership of people who didn't know us and didn't hear about us because it was it was a secret that you couldn't keep, right? Right. right. I mean, we all knew it. Yeah. It was just a matter of time before yeah. Yeah. I I walked out on the on an episode of, of Dynamite and I said, We are coming to Chicago at the United Center for the first dance, and we're in Charlotte, right? Right. And the fans of Charlotte start chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk. I said, okay, well, we didn't fool anybody. No, okay. of course not, of That's course right. not. So I, I, think it, I think it's gonna help us uh, turn some heads to us, give us new fans, yes. and, uh, and, and I think CM Punk's, the way he can talk from the heart, yes. I think it's just gonna help us uh, as, as I think people really are attracted to us because they think we are, are genuine. Yes. And it's hard to say that something's genuine in wrestling, but we genuinely do have good people working for us and genuinely do have good wrestlers. Oh, no, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go on record right now and say you have the best product on television yeah. right now. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, because competition to me is healthy and competition yeah. is good. And I'm glad that those other guys have competition now yeah. because it's going to make you guys better. It's going to make them better. Yes. And in the end, we benefit. You're exactly right. And 
it's going to help all the wrestlers. Yeah. If they have somewhere else to go. Right. They're, now they're not lost in the shuffle. That's exactly right. Very well done. So tell us about your graphic novel, Butts in the Seats. Okay. Uh, it is uh, 10 chapters. It is my story. Instead of writing a book, I decided uh, through uh, Mike Dawkins, my lawyer, and, and Dirk Manning, uh, got together with them and decided that since I love comic books, not a gigantic comic book collector, but I love comic books, love superheroes, why not, instead of writing a book about my life, do a graphic novel about my life? So it's 10 chapters. It should be released, I would think, sometime in October. And uh, right now we've got our ash cans or our preview editions that are they're here uh, this weekend, and uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool seeing your seeing your picture drawn and talking about your you know your career. Well, that's great, man. I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm gonna have to pick me up a copy today. And uh, I'm this is the queue. I'm here with Tony Schiavone, and it don't get no better than this. Check out AEW with the great Tony Schiavone.